Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Missouri's anti-discrimination law states that you can't fire someone or deny them housing because of their gender or their religion or their race. But it doesn't say anything about their sexual orientation. And that's left some LGBTQ workers in a precarious position. That includes Beth Gombas. The transgender St. Louis resident said they have been let go from multiple jobs after being harassed over their sexual orientation. From a manager's standpoint, everything was fine, and then they hired this queer, and now everybody's got this drama going on about personal stuff, and so I was the problem, and I was the one that had to go. Reporter Kay Petrin interviewed Beth for a story that aired on St. Louis Public Radio last week. The story looked at the measures activists are taking to help their LGBTQ brethren keep their jobs. It reported that many fear that a trio of cases pending before the U.S. Supreme Court could make things worse. Joining us today to discuss this issue is St. Louis Public Radio reporter Kay Petrin. Kay, welcome to the show. Thank you. We're also joined by Marianne Sade. She's a partner at Sade, Harper, Westoff, PC, and an employment law expert. Marianne. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. So, Marion, just to ground our listeners in the sort of legal landscape here in Missouri, uh, Missouri law doesn't explicitly protect LGBTQ workers from discrimination. Does that mean employers are just free to fire them if they find out about their sex lives? Well, no. Um, fortunately, the Missouri Supreme Court addressed this issue this year in February in a case called Lampley versus the Missouri Commission on Human Rights. This was a case where um, a homosexual employee was fired for attributes or behavior that doesn't conform to gender norms. In other words, um, a gay man who behaved in ways that would traditionally be thought of as uh, feminine or female. Um, and in in the case of Lampley versus the Missouri Commission on Human Rights, the Missouri Supreme Court said that's sex discrimination. Hmm. That's treating a man differently because of his gender, because he carries um, attributes or engages in behaviors that would not typically be male. So it's a great case. It's really well written. Um, unfortunately, we have a bad case, and that is the case of Pittman versus Cook Paper Recycling, which was decided three years ago. And in that case, the Court of Appeals here in, in Missouri said that if what you plead in your lawsuit is that you were treated unfairly because you're a homosexual or because of your sexual orientation, you don't have a claim. So this is technicalities, and yeah. I understand. But, you know, I'll tell you what, at this point, I could plead the case of almost any um, homosexual person in a manner that would get them inside Lampley. The problem with that is the average person doesn't come to me. Right. The average person goes to the Missouri Commission on Human Rights. They say, I'm gay. I've been treated unfairly. The Missouri Commission on Human Rights says, you don't have a claim. So it's, you know, we're kind of a middle ground state, I mm. would say. So a clever lawyer can find ways to get these protections. But for most people who are seeking out a lawyer, Kay Petran, they are, they are finding that they just don't have much protection here. Yeah, that's really what what's at stake here for people is that there's not explicit protections. It doesn't say gender identity. It doesn't say sexual orientation in the Missouri Human Rights Act. So unless they have something really solid and documented from an employer that sort of falls under existing laws or falls under how uh, sex-based discrimination has been interpreted legally, the Missouri law doesn't cover them. Now, the federal law has uh, 
historically used sort of broader definitions, and that's what the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is sort of enforcing right now. But that's also what's being sort of questioned at the federal level with these Supreme Court cases. So Marianne, understanding where state law and federal law apply can be the hardest thing for the layman to even begin to understand. But because of the way that federal law has traditionally been interpreted, does that end up helping um, some Missouri employees who are gay, lesbian, or transgender? Well, not at the moment. Okay. Um, I mean, right now, um, you know, it's an open question whether sex discrimination under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act covers discrimination based on gender um, identification or uh sexual preference. And that, I mean, those issues are squarely before the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is not going to be able to dodge this one. One of the concerns is that there is a case um, sort of more like the Lampley case where you've got somebody who's transgender. And in that case, it's really hard to distinguish a transgender situation from the the typical sex discrimination situation. So you Mm -hmm. could get you know, kind of a split decision, I guess I'd call it, the way we have it in Missouri right now, um, where some people get protection and others don't. But we, you know, we don't know. So, Kay, from the local activists you're talking to, it sounds like they have some trepidation about these cases pending in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, What's sort of the thinking among the ones you talk to? Um, So the big thing that people are really worried about is if if the uh, EEOC no longer you know, considers these cases as maybe something that they could take on. Well, what what are we left with? The Missouri Human Rights Act, even which, with which the has lim- these flaws we mm-hmm. just discussed, which, which we just discussed, uh, uh, might not necessarily protect them. And then there's not very many local protections directly. And Missouri is an at-will state, so you can fire someone right off the bat, and you don't really need to document why. Um, So people are really worried, well, you know, if they see this happening in the Supreme Court, maybe employers might be more likely to fire us because they feel sort of emboldened. Maybe Mm -hmm. state law could even change to more explicitly exclude LGBTQ people. That's Mm -hmm. a fear that the legislature might go in that direction. It attempted to do so in the 90s, but um, from what I understand, it was ruled unconstitutional. People are worried that that might be revisited. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of up in the air concerns about how local laws might change or how this decision could even make things worse for people here in Missouri. Uh, You talked to Claire Antoine, an organizer with the Rainbow Workers Alliance. Claire explained why the alliance is trying to get employers to commit to updating contracts, policies, and training in their workplaces. Just because I haven't been fired because I was LGBTQ um, doesn't mean also that the environment wasn't hostile. It doesn't mean that I didn't feel the need to conceal my identity at work. And that can really have impacts on employees when they're in a workplace that it does feel unsafe. That's Claire Antoine. So, Kay, tell us, what, who, who or what is the Rainbow Workers Alliance targeting with these efforts? So uh, they're a local group of grassroots organizers, and their sort of goal is to get um, specifically unions to start adding uh, non-discrimination language that explicitly includes their LGBTQ employees, um, because then if someone is fired for those reasons or is harassed for those reasons, they have representatives with the union who can come in and say, look, there's no loopholes here. This person is explicitly protected by our contract. You can't do this. Um, So right now, most unions have a probable... 
non-discrimination language that covers pretty much everybody, but it's not always specific to the LGBTQ community. So they want to push people to start adding more of that specific language in, make sure that people are covered as much as possible, and ask other employers that aren't with unions to sort of voluntarily start making similar changes to their policies. Marianne Sadeh, if the unions were willing to do this as they're being asked by this Rainbow Workers Alliance, um, could that really make a difference for some of these workers? Oh, that'll make a huge difference. I mean, I always ask people when they call me with any kind of discrimination problem, are you a member of a union? Hmm. Do you have a grievance procedure? Because, boy, a grievance procedure is a lot better than a lawsuit. You know, a grievance procedure, Mm -hmm. your grievance may be resolved within weeks or months. A lawsuit, we're talking years. Mm -hmm. And a grievance procedure can get you back to work, which is what most people want. They want to get back to work. because, you know, they have obligations. So that's a great approach. The problem is that the vast majority of workers these days are not organized. They're not in unionized mm-hmm. settings. And so we need clear precedent from the Supreme Court that sex includes these additional protected uh, categories, or we need to change our state and federal laws. And right now, the climate is just not right for changing the laws. I mean, that is a no-go in the Missouri legislature right now. Yeah, I mean, now. Kay referred to this idea that if they change the laws, they could change them to actually make them worse for LGBTQ workers. It doesn't seem like from the sources you talk to, you're not getting the sense that the Missouri legislature is going to be on the side of trying to protect these workers. Um, there's actually been a bill introduced to the legislature uh, for more than 20 years in a row to specifically add gender identity and sexual orientation to the protected category. Categories, and it has not um, made it through. So. Okay, yeah. What about the unions? I, as you say, Marianne, they only cover a small percentage of workers, but have they been receptive to the Rainbow Workers Alliance to add these things into these contracts? Some of the unions are already doing this sort of of their own accord. Um, one union, uh, I'm going to say the initials in the wrong order, it's the Service Employees International Union. Um, they uh, actually agreed to work with uh, Rainbow Workers Alliance, get this, make sure that all their contracts are covered by this language. Um, haven't heard from many more, but uh, it, in general, unions are pretty pro doing things to make life better for their workers. And so I think um, w- some of the people who were there were with unions that had not sort of explicitly talked to Rainbow Workers Alliance, but were like, I want to bring this up with, you know, my union representatives. So if the members bring this up, the unions may well be receptive. That's qu- that's a possibility. Yeah. Kay, you also interviewed Christina Kendrick for your St. Louis Public Radio story, and she said she delayed her transition because some co-workers in the past had made negative comments about gay and trans people. She says she hopes the U.S. Supreme Court case might call more attention to workplace issues for the trans community people see us now and they realize that okay there are a lot more transgender than we realized and they're very impacted by this decision so I, I am glad to see that people are coming out and they're speaking up they're not just sitting back um, especially on the ally side who people start to realize yes we do have rights that's Christina Kendrick um, Kay do you think this could be a galvanizing moment that with these cases pending right now people are going to say I don't want to see my friends and neighbors discriminated against let's get a new law I mean it's hard to say some people are definitely responding that way but I mean even in the comments on our story we've you know seen people sort of being like well why are they even bringing that up at work um, 
so there's you know there yeah, seems like with all things it's a mixed uh, mixed response. Yeah. Now, Marianne, you mentioned that there's another case that's currently going on right now that may have some resonance here. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a case that was supposed to begin uh, trial this morning in St. Louis County on behalf of a St. Louis County police officer named Keith. Wildhaber. Um, and he is a longtime member of the county police department. He has applied multiple times for promotion. He gets great reviews. He tested third highest. Everybody else who made the promotion list got promoted, but not him. Um, and he was told by a member of the St. Louis County Police Commission that if you ever want to see a white shirt, which is to be promoted, the to get to be a detective. Or. Exactly, or to be a, um, a higher-level officer. You should tone down your gayness. Um, and so this will be a really interesting case. In addition, as soon as he filed his charge of discrimination, he got transferred to the midnight shift in a really tough area. So, you know, he also has a retaliation claim. So I'm very, um, I'm very optimistic to see how this turns out. I think... The general public is ahead of the courts and ahead of the legislatures on this stuff. If you think about the marriage equality issues, the general public was always way ahead of the courts and way ahead of legislatures on this. So I've got my fingers crossed. It's interesting in this case, though. I mean, police have unions. Is this something, do you know? I know this is not your case, so I don't mean to put you on the spot, but has his union backed his effort, or is he also kind of out on his own here? You know, that's a good question, and I don't know the answer to that question. I don't represent Sergeant Wildhaber, but... um, you know, I'm just not sure. Okay. I'm just not sure. Kay, I know that for in your reporting, you also talked to a spokesman for the state attorney general. Does that office have any interest in trying to protect workers like, say, this cop or people who may find themselves discriminated against um, for their sexual orientation or how their gender presentation is? Their stance is basically that, you know, they want to make sure everybody is protected under the law, but this is more of an issue of um, what the courts get to decide and what the legislators get to decide. And so from their perspective, this is something that uh, the Supreme Court should rule against the employees so that the state legislature can be making the decision about how we interpret our laws here in Missouri. Um, so that's sort of uh, that's sort of their stance is, you know, it's not really it's not really about whether they do or don't think somebody should be discriminated against. They want people to be protected, but they have sort of a procedural difference with how it's been done historically. Marion, today, I know you've got some strong feelings on politics. Do you buy what they're saying there? Well, I think that's it's, uh, you know, nice stuff to say. But if they wanted to do anything for LGBTQ workers, they could be on the right side of this issue in both the U.S. Supreme Court and in the Missouri uh, courts. Um, You know, this is not a a brand new issue. There's this famous old 1989 case called Pricewaterhouse versus Hopkins. And Ann Hopkins was just a kind of a not gender-conforming woman who was a CPA at Pricewaterhouse and darn good at her job, and she applied to be promoted, and they said, well, you know, she's macho, she's tough, she needs a course at charm school, she ought to learn how to walk better, she ought to dress more femininely, wear makeups. And, you know, a lot of these things are the same issues as gay people in the workplace face. Um, Mm -hmm. And gender nonconforming behavior, according to that Supreme Court decision made in 1989, 
you know, ought to be protected under Title VII. So we'll see what they do. And on that note, unfortunately, we're out of time. Attorney Marianne Sade, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And St. Louis Public Radio reporter Kay Petrin, thank you for being here. Thank you. And if you want to read Kay's uh, report, it's up on our website, stlpublicradio.org. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.